Well, we are in a series that we uh, launched last week, and it's on spiritual warfare. The series is called Keys of the Kingdom, and we'll touch on that in just a little bit. But I want to take some time, and we're going to walk through the vision that God has given. Part of what I do, and probably the biggest part of what I do, the scariest part of being a senior pastor and running an independent church. We're not a part of a denomination where there are people telling you what to do and telling you what to preach and all that. It's a little bit uh, scary in that sense that you've got to really hear God. You've got to seek the face of God. You've got to hear God and you've got to, it, it, you've got to know that you've heard him. There's no, I don't have any confidence at all unless I know I've heard him. That's what gives me confidence. When I step up here on a Sunday morning and I preach a message to you, if I come across as confident in any way, shape, or form, it's because I've been in his presence and I know he's spoken to me and I know what he wants to say to you and that's what gives me confidence. Well, it's the same thing with the vision that God has given me for this church and, and it's a vision that I, I, I'm very passionate about. I know I've heard from God and what I want you to do as you kind of look into this and, and walk through this journey with us is I want you to begin to pray about maybe an area that God has connected what's in your heart to what he's put in my heart um, because that's how this works. Anything that we're going to do, and I'm going to go through about six or seven new ministries that God has put in our hearts for us to launch, but it can't happen without the right people that God calls to be a part of the family to say, yes, that's what I want to do. I want to be a part of that. And so just have your heart be open. But as we look at this, I just want to encourage you, uh, and we're going to take just a, a couple minutes and talk about some of the wins from last year. We had a fantastic year. Uh, we spent a lot of time building our staff, building our departments. We added a number of different um, strategic team members into our church from kids ministry to media department to worship to all kinds of stuff. We've had amazing things happen just inside of our team and we're in a great place with an incredibly healthy team and a healthy staff and people. And I got to tell you, um, in all of my years of being in ministry, the team that we have right now, the synergy, the vision between both volunteer teams and, and actual staff vocational teams, the synergy and the excitement around the vision that God has given us is at the highest level that I've experienced in all of the years of ministry. And I have incredible anticipation for what God wants to do inside of Oaks Church. And I'm just so glad that each and every one of you are a part of it. But one of the things we did this last year is we upgraded our kids' ministry uh, space. The next generation is on the forefront of our hearts and what we want to see accomplished. If you haven't taken a tour of the kids ministry area, uh, you should take a tour of that. Make sure you have permission to go back there though. We want to keep our kids safe. Uh, but, but go back there and check it out. We put in an unbelievable playground uh, because we want our kids to have fun and get to know Jesus, right? It's supposed to be fun. Isn't it wild how uh, r religious people don't like to have fun? But Jesus, every single kid was drawn to him. Kids aren't drawn to weirdos, and they're not drawn to fuddy-duddies. Kids are drawn to fun people. Jesus was super fun. You know, he was super fun, and that's just, the, that's just the truth, that you won't attract kids unless you're fun. And so we have a really great team that we're going to continue to build out and develop, but we've done all kinds of stuff through there, and we've got more stuff to do. Uh, we also, you'll have noticed that we have enhanced or upgraded our sanctuary experience. You can see some of the before and after, but um, lots of lighting, a brand new stage. This is a custom-made stage. Actually, a guy that was in my youth group custom-made this stage, custom-made our drum kit over here, all the acoustic panels. Uh, we've got lots more more to do, but we've made some really, really big strides. And this is about presenting the gospel, guys. Our, the world we live in spends billions and billions of dollars making presentations for their agenda. And, and look, we can't compete 
We can't compete with Hollywood when it comes to making presentations. We can't compete with Broadway when it comes to making presentations. But we do have a better product than anyone else has to offer. It's called the message in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we should at least do it excellently. Amen? Let's do it excellently. So more to come with that, but we've been able to do all kinds of different stuff. We are very cognizant of, of how the acoustics are in this room. We've got more things that we're going to do because, uh, and honestly, and you'll hear a little bit more about this later, but the speakers that we have uh, currently are the same speakers we used in the gymnasium when we popped those uh, things up and, and did a pop-up church in the gym before we ever uh, were able to move into a building like this. And they just cost a lot of money. I mean, the new speakers we need, I think, are $100,000. Wow, right? Isn't that nuts? Like you put little speakers in your studio, in your media room at the house, at the house, it's not that big a deal. But you know, that's for five people or eight people. When you're talking about 500 people in one room, it's a completely different animal uh, that we have to deal with. But we're working on that. We've also upgraded our online presentation. You know, when COVID hit just a few weeks or a few months, uh, years, my God, it seems like yesterday, doesn't it? Uh, seems like it's still around uh, for some crazy reason. But but we literally all we had was a Facebook Live. We didn't have an online presentation. We didn't have any of that kind of thing. So we've had a lot of development go on over the last couple of years, but it's super important that we have a really great presentation online because nowadays people will see what you do online and they may watch two or three services before they'll ever make the journey to your building. And if they don't have a great experience online, they'll never make it here and we won't have the opportunity to connect them and build the relationships with them. The church is about relationships. And one of the worst parts of COVID besides the horrific thing of, of sickness and death and all that type of thing is what it did to the church that 40% statisticians believe that 40% of church goers will never return to church. They went home, they got cozy, they put their slippers on, they got their cocoa out, and they like to be a spectator now and they won't come back. The problem with that is we're not called to be spectators, we're called to be missionaries. We're called to be on the field, we're called to be the players on the field. We're called to be a part of this in this together. The word church literally means ecclesia. That means called out, not stay home. So stay home church is the complete opposite. Now, praise God for technology because people travel and people have different things going on in life and they've got sports and they've got activities, they've got work and whatever. But as much as you can, and all of you that are watching online, I hope you're having a wonderful service and I'm not trying to condemn anybody, but when you can, be in the building because we're better together. And I guarantee you, there's somebody in this space today sitting down, right down the road from you that might be the exact connection that you need to meet and you're not gonna meet them sitting at home. You're gonna meet them getting plugged in and getting connected and being a part of the body of Christ. We're simply better together, right? So we're gonna do great online, but we have to do great in-house. And the whole point is to use the online to get people in the house, amen? so that we can do great things together as a family. We're literally growing in every single area. Uh, things, our missions uh, ministry, all kinds of stuff is happening. I wanna give you just a few numbers. Um, first and foremost, our average Sunday attendance uh, for the last three or four months is at 466. We're climbing up almost 500 people just on Sundays, which is exciting. We have in the last 12 months, 128 people have become uh, members and or become volunteers. So that's a really great number there as well. We've had 13 baptisms. We actually missed one of our baptism services, so we'll be making up for that this next year, and you'll see more baptisms, and that number will grow. But these are decisions for Christ in one way, shape, or another. 253 
decisions for Christ. People that got filled with the Holy Spirit, people that, got, uh, uh, that, that gave their life to Christ, people that came back to Christ, that's a wonderful number. But on top of that, we've launched our women's ministry. I believe there's about 65 or 70 women that are part of our women's Bible study right now. Our men's Bible study, around 40 men are here every single week on Tuesday nights to be a part of that. Our marriage ministry now is launched. We've got about, I think, 50 or 60 um, people inside of our marriage ministry. So that with our youth ministries thriving, when you look at all the things that are going on throughout our week, we literally have people people in this building, about five days a week, people are in this building gathering. And that's what it's here for, guys. That's what it's here for. So on average, we're averaging around 600 people in our building for some type of a service or activity every single week. And that's a wonderful number that God is blessing. Um, mission accomplishments, you heard a little bit about Springs of Hope. Um, we, we're literally a part of that organization where they're saving child soldiers out of ISIS and, and Al-Qaeda and all that type of thing. And I don't know if you understand what these kids go through, but every single child, boy and girl, are, I mean, ruthlessly raped and forced to rape each other. That's how they use the brainwashing and that's how they break them psychologically. These kids are damaged, horrifically damaged. And this ministry that we're a part of um, is literally saving kids out of that. And they're doing incredible work to restore kids inside of the refugee camps in that part of the world. And it's a wonderful thing that we're a part of. We also have our village in Africa called Barsamoy. Oaks Church has a village that we sponsor. And you're going to see in just a moment a video uh, from Pastor Ron when he went to Kenya and was a part of that. You're going to hear a lot of things about what we're going to be doing in the future with this. But literally the village that we support, we fund their water well that takes care of water for all of their crops. It feeds all the different people. It goes to the, um, it goes to the orphanage. It goes to the school. Um, we have now run water to the school so all the kids have fresh water. Their hospital has water. Or the clinic has water because of us. Uh, it's incredible. They've now piped the water up the mountain. It runs down the mountain on the other side and waters multiple other villages. There's probably 20 or 30,000 people in Africa that have water now because of you and your generosity. Thank you and congratulations for what you're doing to make a difference around the world. Uh, right here in our city, Restored Hope is an amazing ministry that we fund uh, and help support and they rescue women out of sex trafficking and sex slavery and all the different things that happen right here inside of our city and they have an amazing ministry for that. We're also partnered with uh, Shy Place, which rescues uh, women um, that are homeless moms of small children and, and helps them rehabilitate their life. We also partner with Hope Women's Center right here locally, uh, food banks and all kinds of things. We're feeding people, we're clothing people. We've got so many different things that we're doing right here locally. And I want to give you just a moment to enjoy uh, some of the images and the video from Kenya this summer. You ready? Let's check that out. We first went to a large school, Cherbarset, and we were welcomed by 250 children, all in uniform, singing, so excited to be able to see us. And there are some needs that they have that I will share. That they, I don't have time to do it on this video, but uh, it's just so exciting to see how healthy they are and, and what's happening in that particular school. Uh, and then we went to the church and we thought there might be just a few people, but they packed it out. Uh, not only that, but other churches came. And so we had an overflowing crowd of people and they were praising the Lord, excited. They introduced me to new converts, people that had accepted Jesus for the first time 
The church literally is expanding the kingdom in this place. It's the first church in this area. Uh, one lady who is in the congregation, she's very, very old, and she met with a handful of believers. I believe there was like seven under a tree. And she prayed for years and years and years that God would bring resources so that they could expand their church, have a facility that they could uh, worship in, and all of that's been accomplished. Uh, you'll see in the video where they're worshiping and they're, they're singing because they have a floor, which they did not have. They have chairs, which they did not have. All of that provided by Oaks Church. Of course, they have toilets outside that uh, you could not see. But they were so grateful and thankful and are so excited about what God's going to do in the days to come. I'm standing here on our well site, and you'll see behind me uh, three greenhouses. We just saw the fruit of those greenhouses. I mean, unbelievable. They've got all kinds of tomatoes that are going to be harvested. Uh, not quite yet, but man, they're on their way. And of course, uh, all kinds of lettuce, huge lettuce that's about to be harvested. And, um, and then you, because of your generosity, you graded this entire property. It was unusable. But now they're, uh, they're growing papaya trees, banana trees, uh, mango trees, and it's going to be incredible over the course of months what this place is going to look like. I mean, it's going to be like an oasis uh, of fruit trees. And so all of this is because of what you're doing. We saw the well is in great condition. We had to fix it, had to repair it last year because it had a crack. Everything is going wonderfully well. Uh, the whole village is so blessed because of Oaks Church. The kingdom is expanding because of Oaks Church. Just wanted to let you know things are alive and well, doing great. God is working miraculously here. And I wanted you to know that your generosity and your support is, is changing a very remote part uh, of the world. And it's reaching people that have not been reached before. Uh, so anyhow, you can be proud to be a part of this work. It's, a it's largely because of your investment and uh, hopefully we can bring a team. They want us to bring a team next year and there's a lot to do. We would have a, a blast coming and doing it. So uh, thank you again. God bless you. And uh, we'll report more as we learn more, but uh, I'll be able to see you face to face and give you more information then. God bless you. All right, exciting, huh? Isn't that cool? So they had a dirt floor before Oaks Church. They didn't have any, they had a dirt floor that they sat on before Oaks Church. And uh, they didn't have any bathrooms. Can you imagine that? How would church go if we didn't have bathrooms? Some of y'all go three times a service. I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, but we were able to provide all of that uh, from right here. And guess what? We're gonna plan some trips over there. How many of you guys would like to go? That'd be amazing, right? Uh, more things we'll share uh, about that as well. Uh, but we had a banner here. The one thing, guys, the only negative that we have is we're in the middle of a recession. If you didn't notice, things are a little tight, gasoline's high, everything's high, interest rates are high, and financially, we've, we had our first down year, just a little bit down, we're okay, nothing to worry about, no, no, there's no crisis uh, on that, but it's our first time to experience that. And so in the middle of that, you can either move into a, a, a phase of fear, or you can move into a phase of faith. And God has given us vision, fresh vision, because we are people of faith, and all through the Bible, 
All through the Bible, there's story after story after story of people that in the middle of famine, in the middle of tragedy, in the middle of horrific things going on in the earth, they, because of their faith, were obedient to God and stepped into incredible provision. It says of Jacob that in the midst of famine, that he sowed and became prosperous and continued to prosper and became exceedingly prosperous. In the middle of famine, we have access to an economy that supersedes the economy of this world. God can give you divine ideas. He can give you divine invention. He can give you the ability to shift and change your business model. So when other people are going down, you're going up. You have access. That's why it talks about how when God says, put me to the test with the tithe, see that I will not open up the windows of heaven. Um, One of the spiritual fathers that was in my life, my own father's pastor was Oral Roberts. And Oral Roberts would talk about how when God opens the windows of heaven, he doesn't pour out money. There's no money in heaven. What he does is he gives you the answers. He gives you the wisdom. He gives you the solutions. He gives you the business plan. He gives you a supernatural vision that will shift and change and it will equate into provision and prosperity and blessing. But there's no money. There's no need of money in heaven, right? There's the need of money is in the earth, but not in heaven. And so God, when you tap in to that supernatural place of faith and vision, he will provide the provision for the vision. And so the word that he's given me, and, and he specifically spoke to me, and he said, Joel, go big and dream big. Go big and dream big. God wants Oaks Church to dream big, to think big, to not make small plans, to not have small vision. To not have a vision that we could just eke by and get by and just exist. No, God wants Oaks Church to mass multiply and reach the world. And this is the vision. This is the goal. Uh, The title, the name of our theme for the vision. And this is something that will live on evergreen inside of our organization. It's called Go and Grow. Go and grow. Everything that Oaks Church is about is about going and growing. It's go into all the world and make disciples, preach the gospel, make disciples, go and grow. That's what we're called to do. And the specific vision that is around this and connected this is that we want to see 10,000 souls saved through Oaks Church. That is the vision of Oaks Church. Everything we do. Everything we do is about souls being saved, people entering into the kingdom. So far in Oaks Church, we've probably seen between 400 and 500 people um, come to faith in Jesus Christ in our first uh, four to to five years. We turned five in February. Excited about our fifth birthday? Man, we're gonna have a party. Come on, we're gonna have a party. Do not miss our fifth birthday in February. I think it'll be the third week of February. Don't miss that. It's gonna be amazing. We're turning five, and I'm telling you, the vision that God has given us for this next year is a very big vision. It's huge, and God is gonna bless it. This is our season for growth. This is our season for grace and for supernatural increase. And let me tell you something I want you to understand. For me to have a vision has nothing to do with me feeling good about me. I don't have anything to prove at all. My only thing is to please God and to obey God. And God has told me to dream big and have big faith and big vision and cast a big future because he's got big plans for Oaks Church. He's got a big future for Oaks Church. It's not about my name. It's not about my legacy. Not one bit. It's about him and him alone. It's about his name. It's about his legacy. It's about his family. And God wants to see this place packed over and over and over again. He wants to see thousands of people saved because of your influence, not mine. 
This is about your influence in the city. This is about your ministry in the region. This is about your influence around the world. God wants to use you. He wants to raise you up. It's not about me. It's about us. It's about we. It's about the people of God being unified together, recognizing that the vision is their vision. The kingdom is their kids. God's kingdom. It's your kingdom. It's your future. It's your mission. You're not a business person and I'm a church guy. We're all in this thing together. It's all our mission and our vision. He's called us together to do amazing things. I can't do jack squat on my own. We've got to be united and linked together. And the thing that makes me tick, the thing that makes me the most excited is seeing you come alive, understanding where you fit into the vision and the calling of God for your life. Your business, your family, your purpose, your ideas, your creativity. How can we synergize and work together? So one of the first ministries that we're going to launch in this next year is a Mommy's Day Out program. Look at this mom. She needs Jesus. Look at that. Look at her kids going nuts. Man, so we have a part of our vision. We're going to use our kids. And that's why we built our kids' room the way that we built it. That's why we decorated it. That's why we have the structure. We're going to put in more bathrooms back there just for the kids. We're going to put in additional classroom space. We're going to put an outdoor play space. And we're going to bring in the opportunity for the community to come into our church throughout the week. And moms can drop their kids. They can hang out. They can go do whatever. But we want to create the opportunity. Or dads. Or dads. We're not trying to be prejudiced against dads. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. So it's a mom, daddy, daddy, mommy out. Whatever. We'll figure the name out on that as we go. But we want to have something where we can bring the community in. We can bless the kids. We can influence children with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we can put a smile on a mom's face in Jesus' name. <laughs> the next thing that we're going to do is we're going to launch a Champions Club. This is a special ministry for special needs kids. We have a room picked out that we're going to redesign. We're going to partner with this organization. And we're going to put in what's called a sensory room for kids that learn differently. There are a lot of people in our community that they can't go to church because the churches can't handle their kids. And we want to create a space where we can help every family, not just some families. And we can minister to all different types of people. And this is a beautiful and a wonderful thing. And I just want, again, as we walk through this, something somewhere in this vision is gonna leap inside of you. And I'm just praying that you would see yourself and you would recognize that the gift God put in you is exactly the gift that we need in this place. Because all this vision, it can't ever happen without the right people saying, man, this is why I'm here. This is what I wanna be a part of. The next thing, and this is something very close to my heart, is our Oaks Business Ministry. We want to turn our lobby into a shared workspace, kind of like a WeWork type thing, but for the church to come and have a shared workspace and work together, have a cafe out there. You can come and sit. You don't got to go to Starbucks. You can come hang out at Oaks. You can have a, a conference room or a boardroom that you could use or whatever for your presentations. You can bring your network in here, and we can interact. People can drop their kids off. They can have meetings. They can all that. We want this building full. We're already using it about five days a week, but we want it full throughout the week to be able to connect with the community, to work inside of our city, and to allow you to begin to bring your network in here. And maybe they won't come on a Sunday, but they'll come have coffee with you on a Wednesday afternoon. And the next thing you know, they're having conversations about Jesus because they took a soft entrance into the church. Guys, come on. It's about, it's about the church being relatable and being a blessing to the city and being a blessing to the community around it. And so we've got big plans to do just an amazing, very warm 
welcoming cafe type area, conference rooms, the front porch is gonna be a big piece of this that'll be covered and shaded and, and maybe misters or some heat lamps in the winter. We can use it year round, different, uh, different times and in different ways, but just amazing community space for people to just come and hang out and, and, and be in the presence of God even while they're working. It's a wonderful and beautiful vision, which connects us into the next one, which is a new ministry that we're in the process of launching. It's called Life Elevation Organization, and it's essentially a coaching mentoring organization. Did you know that 120 nonprofit organizations exist inside of the city of McKinney? 120, and not a single one is focused on elevating the workforce. And what specifically is a problem in our city is we have the highest percentage of working poor. They're not, they're not poor people that it won't work. It's, it's poor people that are working two and three jobs and they're still below the poverty line because nobody ever equipped them. Nobody ever mentored. They didn't have a father in the home or, 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 or a mother that had the savvy to help them develop their business skills. We wanna create an opportunity for business people to come together and use their business acumen. You know, a lot of times when you volunteer at a church, it's, you might have a, a, a career where you're creating marketing plans and you're doing business models and you're doing all kinds of stuff and, and you're doing amazing things in the business world, but then you come and volunteer at the church and say, here, hold this sign. Here, push this, push this button. We want to create an opportunity where you can actually use the gifts and talents and the abilities that God has given you for the business world for the kingdom. How amazing would that be if all of a sudden you could have the things that you do so well in the business world and you could have kingdom purpose for them where you could connect and be able to use some of your skills to elevate the lives of people. And when I shared this vision with our city leaders, they went crazy about it. They're like, Joel, you have to do this. This doesn't exist and we need it so bad. It's a big deal, guys. It's God's given us vision. The next one is an addiction and recovery and restoration ministry. Uh, we have people, and everyone knows this, since the pandemic, addiction is on the rise. It's running rampant. People have self-destructed their lives, and the church is called to be a hospital. Jesus said, I didn't come for the healthy. I came for the sick. And if we're doing our job right, we're drawing people in that maybe don't seem like they would fit in a church. This isn't a country club. It's a hospital. It's a place that God draws people here to rescue them and rebuild their life and then launch them into a wonderful and amazing future. And every single one of us all throughout our week, we should be looking for people going, oh my gosh, they need Oaks Church so bad. Oh my gosh, they need, that. if I could just get them connected with our men's ministry, maybe they would have the right relationship that would turn their whole life around. If I could just get that family into this next marriage ministry, maybe it could save their family and their kids and build a future. If we could just get them into the women's Bible study. Guys, I'm telling you, if we can wrap our minds around that Oaks Church, Church is a vehicle. Church is not perfect. There's no perfect church. You know why? Because there's no perfect people. And the church is flawed. It's flawed. But, but guess what? It's the best idea Jesus had. It's the vehicle Jesus chose. He said, I'm going to build my church. The church, the called out body of believers working together, synergizing together, uh, pooling our assets and doing great things for the kingdom of God, spreading the word of Jesus and getting people saved, that is the greatest mission. Man, save the whales all you want, but we're talking about 10,000 souls. That's what we're talking about, guys. 
Lastly, we want to uh, finish our sanctuary uh, upgrade here in the house. We've got a lot of different things uh, you can see on the screen. We're trying, y'all. We're still only four, man, we're four and a half years old. We're still a toddler church, man. We're, we're still putting our pants on backwards sometimes. And our screen's over here. This one looks pretty good. And this one's all dim. And that one's even dimmer. And we're working on it, y'all. We're working on it, man. We got our acoustic panels. I know sometimes it seems loud. The problem isn't necessarily that it's too loud. The problem is we haven't had the acoustics. And our first bid for acoustic panels was $80,000. It's unbelievable, guys, what it costs to do the kind of thing that you need to do so that everyone comes in and says, oh, that sounds better, you know, instead of it hurting your ears, instead of sitting outside during the worship set because everyone's ears are different. And realistically, someone's always gonna say it's too loud and sitting right down the road, someone's gonna say it doesn't have enough punch. And we're constantly stuck in this thing of trying to figure out how we're gonna make everybody happy and we can't, we can't. But today and today only, you could write a check for $80,000. We'll fix these darn speakers. <laughs> Part of it is our speakers are cruddy. We got we to upgrade stuff, right? Well, we have an amazing opportunity. This screen behind us, when we got it, we thought we got a really, really good deal. What we actually got was a bootleg deal out of a van in Miami Beach or something. And, and, and it was, they were, we were told that it was one year old, that it was not last year's technology. And, the rea- and the, so we got it for half price. And the reality is it was 10 years old and it had been a part of a road crew for all these different, you know, set up tear down with a lot of mileage on it. It's a mess. It was absolutely a mess. And we work with it the best we can. But we have a new opportunity where we can get a screen that is 30 foot long, 10 foot high. It's literally exactly double what we have right now. The brand new ones, the brand new ones that are coming out, you ready, you ready? $250,000. Nothing for Jesus, I love this woman's faith. I love, thank you for being here today. Chump change for Jesus, she says. Okay, but watch this. We have a relationship that owns an AV company. They have one that is, it actually is about three years old or so, but it's only been used 10 times or less. It's brand new, no miles on it. And they're willing to hook us up instead of $250,000 since it's used, they wanna upgrade and get that one. They're willing to give us that screen that would be $250,000 brand new for $65,000. Come on, that's favor, right? That's favor. It's an inside connection. Sounds like a lot of money. But again, guys, the world spends billions and billions and billions of dollars trying to attract people to their vision and their culture. And the church can't be a bunch of sissies when it comes to presenting the greatest cause in the earth. We need to be excellent at the best of our, uh, our ability, and we need to be responsible. So if we could be responsible and get something for 60000 instead of 250, that's probably a really good thing, right? So we're going to work on that. And again, it only happens if people rally around the vision, if people get excited and say, let's reach people, let's get people saved. So that's a number of the things we're going to do locally, but also globally, I want you to recognize that we have a huge opportunity in Africa. Right now, we're in one country. We have an opportunity to invade five new countries in Africa this year. On top of that, we've already initiated a project in, in Nicaragua where we have the trainer that we are partnering with is training all the trainers that will then take this leadership program, a Christian-based leadership program, and train every single Olympic national athlete in the entire nation will be trained, and Oaks Church gets to be a part of that. Incredible. This same program is looking, the door's open for them to go into Jamaica, the door's open for them to go into Israel, the door's open for this. On top of that, we have an opportunity in China to begin to train uh, pastors uh, all around the nation of China and literally impact with these different missions. We can, A, we can go, 
We can go on missions trips. We have incredible things that we can go and do, and I would love for you to be part of it. It's one of the greatest, most incredible things for you to do is actually go and be a part of a a global uh, short-term missions trip. You would absolutely love it. But guys, we can reach and we can make a difference in literally hundreds of thousands of lives just this coming year, 2024. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. And all of this, all of those things we just talked about, new vision, it's a million dollars. That's it, right? Chump change. Seven new ministries. It's a million dollars. And the, Lord, um, the Lord's like, go big, Joel. Go big. Because it's nothing to him. Guys, we've already done this before. Right? This, what we're in right now, do you understand the miracle that, it, that God pulled off for us to be in the building that we're in right now? In the middle of a global pandemic, when we were 18 months old, we began to make a move on a $7 million building. Guess what? No bank will ever talk to a church until they're three to five years old and they have that kind of a track record because it's not a good investment for banks because churches go out of business really, really fast and really, really often. So nobody would talk to a church that's 18 months old, specifically a church that's looking to make a move on something as massive and crazy as as we uh, made a move on. But in the middle of a pandemic, God already did this, brought together, $2 million came in in the middle of a pandemic for us to be able to buy this building as a baby church. And on top of that, you know what our percentage rate is? You know what our percentage, our interest rate is? 2.78%. You wish your house had that. That's a commercial loan. Commercial loans right now are like 10%. Unbelievable. Banks say, hey, we'd like to take a look at your loan. I'm like, you can't touch it. It's it's a Jesus loan, right? It's unbelievable. What God did, it's a miracle. So yeah, man, it's big. Oh, a million dollars. Well, do you even know how much a million dollars is? Yeah, we've done it before. That's my point. God can do it again. And he can do it again and again and again and again and again. And all it takes is people that say, I want to be a part of this. I want to find my place in this. I want to do what I can do to be a part of what you're looking to do. And what we're talking about here is we're talking about a culture, not a campaign. This isn't a fundraising campaign. This is the new culture of Oaks Church that every single year in the fall, we will spend a day like this and we will cast the vision for what God has put in our hearts to accomplish in the next year. And then we'll pray about it and we'll hear the voice of God about it. And at the end of the year in December, probably the second or third week of December, we'll have what we call our go and grow fund or go and grow giving day. And everyone will come together, give the very best offering that they possibly can on that day, but also um, make their plans. And that's what I want you praying about for what you wanna do throughout the year. Because it doesn't have to be a one-time thing. This could be, hey, you know what? Next year, I wanna give this much. I mean, I wanna give $10,000 to this. I wanna give $20,000. I wanna give $500. Whatever is in your heart to do, guys, this isn't some kind of a, a campaign. This is our culture. This is what God is calling us to do, to be people that rally around vision and are willing to sacrifice, are willing to give our time, our talent, our treasure to be a part of what God is trying to do in the earth and he's doing it through us. Guys, can I tell you when God picked the name, I didn't pick the name Oaks Church. In my prayer journal, God told me, you already know the name, it's in your life verse. Isaiah 61 has been my life verse for decades. And when it talks about, the first couple verses talk about the Messiah and the works of the Messiah and what the Messiah would do. And then the last part of it, the rest of it talks about what the church would be like. And the church is called an oak of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for his splendor. And I don't know how much you know about oak trees, but they get really, really big and they're really, really, really strong and they drop acorns like crazy. They're very 
procreative. They're always trying to duplicate. And that's what Oaks Church is all about. We're about being strong for God and we're about duplicating and expanding the faith and expanding the vision and expanding the influence because it's not about a person, it's about a people. It's about a people that God has called together to rally around who Jesus is in the earth. So you're gonna see this shift on our giving platform very soon. You're gonna see two different funds, our tithes and offering fund, which is how we run the day-to-day operations of our church. So when everybody comes together and you uh, give your tithe, your first fruit or the 10% is what the Bible describes of your income, that is what runs the day-to-day operation of the church. The other fund is our grow and go fund. And everything we do to expand the mission and to go into all the world and preach the gospel and do mission and vision locally and all around the world will be a part of that fund. And so just begin to pray and see what God wants to do. And we'll just grow at the speed of generosity. Whatever God moves in your heart, whatever he moves in my heart, and I'm telling you, what he's moved in my heart is stretching me. I haven't even told Jennifer yet. She's nervous now because it's stretching me. Because Jennifer and I, we, we don't lead by talk. We lead by example. We're not the biggest earners in this church. I promise you that we are not the biggest earners, but we're always among the biggest givers in this church. And I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that because that is who we have decided to be as an example to this church. We will always sacrifice first. We will always uh, put God's mission in our life. God's mission is our life. His mission is our life. And I just wanna encourage you to step out in faith and allow the Lord to stretch you um, into what he has for us to do. I wanna share a couple more quick little things that are part of the big, big picture of the church. Um, we right now, we own the whole building. It's 27,000 feet. We have a tenant. This is how cool God is too because a baby church would have had a very hard time with the mortgage on 27,000 feet. But we didn't just buy a building. We bought an actual investment property that was income earning. And that Camp Bow Wow over there, we love Camp Bow Wow. All dogs go to heaven. We love puppies. And anything that's about puppies, we're all about, okay? Um, and literally, their rent pays about half of our mortgage. Praise God for that. It's amazing, right? But at some point in time in the future, we need that 9,000 feet. We can't do it right now. We can't afford it right now. That'll be easily another million, million and a half dollars worth of vision. Just that. But, but what we can do with that in the future, years down the road, as we're ready for it, as we grow into it, we can expand our sanctuary more. We can add more kids' classrooms. We can add an actual youth facility back there. Our vision, what we wanna do is add a, a youth facility that also doubles as a pickleball court. Come on, Jesus, Oaks Pickleball, let's do this. Right, get all up here and get sweaty for Jesus playing pickleball, fastest growing sport in America. Maybe put a gym in there, put some showers, create an opportunity for people to come and hang out and socialize. That's part of the vision of what we want to do and accomplish here and make this place a place where everyone wants to be and people want to come and be, be a part of the community and do life with us. Uh, on top of that, we have vision for a restoration ranch. Uh, we've got people in our church that are very passionate about this and we want to in the future acquire a property that we can put some type of a restoration ranch there. We can do men's retreats, women's retreats, uh, rehabilitation for uh, maybe for uh, battered women or for uh, abuse situations and, or for addiction situations, all kinds of different stuff. And this is part of the big, big picture vision, but that's probably another couple, two, three million dollars. That's down the road, guys. What I'm telling you is just what's in my heart right now is like four or five million dollars of vision and we're just gonna baby step it, take a step at a time and we're gonna grow into it with no pressure whatsoever. The only pressure on your life is to recognize that you get to be a part of 10,000 people getting saved. And I want you to feel that because I don't need to be the one carrying that. 
I want you to feel that. It's, it's about your ministry. It's about your influence. It's about your calling. It's about who he's designed you to be, not just who I am. This is our mission together, amen? And so what we're gonna ask you to do is just pray and obey God. That's it. There's, there's no twisting arms. There's no nothing. It's just pray and obey God and allow God to stretch your faith, amen? Amen, because God has really, really big plans for Oaks. I'm gonna give you just a couple verses and share with you, and then we're gonna pray. He's got big plans for us. Everyone knows the verse, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. That's what God has in store for you and for us. He's got big plans. We're not gonna make small plans. We're gonna make big plans because we serve a big God who is infinite. He has no limit. He has no lack. It's easy for him. God might bring someone and literally just one person. Who knows what God can do? God could bring one person and half of the vision is paid for by one person. Who knows? We've had, we've had people give $100,000 and more all at one time just because they grab a hold of the vision, they do it. And, and everyone's at a different place in life and we're just all called to do whatever we can do to be a part of the vision. But what he has declared is that we're supposed to make the vision plain. So here's what it says in Habakkuk 2.2. The Lord answered and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run with it who reads it for the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end, it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely come. I promise you the things that God has put in our hearts for vision, for mission, for ministry, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. God has declared it. But what you need to know is that Satan seeks to steal. If you heard last week's message, Pastor Ron talked specifically about how the enemy, his intention, his number one focus is to destroy the work of the gospel. That is his focus. Satan seeks to steal. Jesus said, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly. Did you know that in every single culture that's ever existed, the demonic influence had a specific agenda and their agenda was always a perverse culture. When they would come in, when the, when the, the nations would come against the, the nation of Israel, they would always come in the same way. They would defeat them through a military force and then they would take the people captive and they would change their names they would change their language. They would change their food. They would change their drink. They would change their practices. They changed their culture. They were trying to force them to conform to a culture that was an antithesis culture or an anti-culture to the culture that God had set up and put in place. And guys, if you'll open your eyes, you'll see it's the same agenda today. An evil, evil, demonic force trying to force a perverse culture down our throats and tell us just to sit back and be quiet that we're not relevant. It's not our business. Go stay in your cute little church over there and we're in charge. No, 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 listen, let me tell you something. We are to be salt and light. And the attack is not an attack against just the people of God. It's an attack against the entire mission and vision of God. Do you not understand that 95% of the charity generosity that goes around the world, the charity, the giving, the missions work that goes around the world is funded by Christians in America. Do you understand that? So the attack is not against just Christians. It's against the work of Jesus all around the world. And if we just sit back and are quiet, we will lose our position of influence in this world. We cannot bow. 
All of you heard the story most likely of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Did you know that was not their name? That was, those were the demonic names. Their names were names, every single one of their names was a name that re- reflected the glory of the one true God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were perversions of those names that glorified demonic gods of the Babylonian empire. Changed their food, changed their habits, changed their language, changed their education, changed their thinking, reprogrammed their thinking because they don't think the way the culture wants. That's the agenda. It's always been the agenda. And what did Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego say? They said, we'll never bow. Throw us in the fire, burn us up, but we'll never bow. Our God is able and our God will deliver us. And even if he doesn't, we'll still never bow. That's the faith that we're called to walk in. Jesus said this, he says, from the day of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violent assault and violent men seize it by force as a precious prize, the Amplified Version says. Come on, guys, it's time for us to pray violent prayers. I'm not talking about physical violence. Look, I love my guns. I love, my, I love fighting. I love all that. Man, I, that's what I did. That was my career. I was a professional martial artist. That was my career. But I'm not talking about physical violence. I'm talking about violent prayers. I'm talking about violent declarations against the demonic work that is in the world that wants to snuff out the mission and the call and the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's high time for the church to speak up. It's time for us to declare the word of God, to declare and prophesy the word of God and to pray powerful praise, prayers that go against the demonic assault of the enemy. It's a, it's a demonic agenda. It's a spiritual battle. It's not an earthly battle. The person is not your enemy. The spirit behind them is your enemy. And we've gotta be people that recognize that the kingdom, this is what Jesus said, the kingdom has always suffered violence. But the violent people of the kingdom will take it by force if they recognize that they're called to be a part of this mission on the earth. Again, it's not, it's not natural violence. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about spiritual warfare. We're talking about a spiritual position in our hearts. It's time for us to go on the offense. It's time for us to go on offense. You cannot win playing defense all the time. Praise God for football season. If your defense is on the team or on the field the whole time, you are losing the game. You have to have your offense on the field to win the game. You gotta put points on the board. You gotta put points on the board. Watch this, Matthew 16, verse seven, our last verse. Jesus says, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are now Peter, a little rock, And on this big rock, the word for rock is big rock, I will build my church. It wasn't the little rock Peter he was building his church on. It wasn't about him being a pope. It wasn't about a religious system. It was about a revelation of who Jesus was. The big rock of the revelation of who Jesus was. On this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not overcome it. The gates of hell will not overcome it. The gates are a defensive mechanism. That means the church is on offense, not on defense. Come on, it's time for the church to arise. We're not gonna sit back. We're not gonna be quiet. We're gonna arise. We're gonna declare God's truth. We're not gonna back down. Oaks Church is gonna be a church full of bold people, people that stand 
up for what's right and speak the truth and pray powerful prayers and take authority over demonic things because we're not gonna lay back and be sissies. Too many Christians are focused on just obeying rules and they're not taking territory. We've got, man, come on. If you get on the mission field, you won't have time to focus on the rules. You'll be living right because you're on mission. You don't have time for all the baloney. We've got to go on offense. So what can you do? What can you do? That's what I want you praying about. Nobody has to have an answer today. What can you do? Where could you serve? What might he have you sacrifice? What might he have you give? What, what, might, what ministry might he have you partner with? What can you do? Pray about that. You don't have to decide right now. But in December, we're gonna have our go and grow day. And you'll have the opportunity to make a pledge toward what you wanna do, where you wanna serve, what you wanna allow the Lord to stretch you toward uh, with whatever you wanna do. And I'm, I just, I ask you guys just pray and obey. There's no zero manipulation. Let me tell you, there is some persuasion, but there's no manipulation because manipulation has an evil twist or, or a secret intent that benefits something else. This is 100% about the kingdom. This is about souls being saved. This is about the mission of Jesus Christ in the earth. In the bigger pieces, it's about the fullness and the richness of your life when you are living your life on mission for him. You'll never be more satisfied than when you're living on mission for him. So yes, the Bible says that a good teacher adds persuasion to his lips. That's what the Bible says. So I'll always be persuasive because I want you to step into what God has called for you to do. That's my job. That's my job to convince you to say yes to God and let God stretch you. Amen. Amen. Come on, let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for your amazing men and women of God that you've called to this house. I thank you for our children. Father, I thank you for the cause that we have, the cause that we have in the earth. And Father, right now, seemingly off topic, but not Father, I pray for the nation of Israel. God, your word says that whoever blesses Israel will be blessed and whoever curses Israel will be cursed. Father, we are not against the innocent Palestinian people, but we are against the demonic spirit of terror that their government represents, the demonic spirit of terror that is seeking to destroy the children of God. It's completely anti-Jew and Christian, Father. It's a demonic spirit that has infiltrated the governmental realms in that region, and we are absolutely praying against that and taking authority over that. Father, we bless your people, and we bless your nation, and Father, we thank you that there are many, many, many Palestinians that love God and they love Jesus and they're sold out to you, Father. We ask you to protect them and watch over them and bring unity and peace to that region of the earth, Father. Our job is to be aligned with you for your cause in the earth. Father, we thank you for the mission and for the doors that you're opening in that nation for us to have influence and to lead uh, well and to lead with a bright light to be the great salt of the earth, a city on the hill. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise and glory and honor. And everybody said... Amen. Come on, stand to your feet. Let's worship for just a minute.